Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. And I'm Steve. And this week we're looking at Season 5, Episode 9, Perspectives on Christmas, as the Crane Gang and co. each enter the holiday season with their own worries and hopes in an overlapping story. Steve, simple one, are you ready and are you excited for Christmas? Two very distinct questions there. Well, uh, to name another Fraser episode, but uh, the fight before Christmas, or it's a, it's a title card, I believe. Um, me and my fiance had a massive argument on the 29th and the 30th of November on my uh, resistance to put up Christmas decorations in the house mm. to the point that I was not going in our loft attic there for the American listeners to get yeah. down the decorations. And I literally mean until a stroke of midnight on the first, it was not happening. Um, to the point we did actually have a really big row about it. Oh, <laughs> I, no, I, hope, I hope things have reconciled. It perfectly fine the next day because the decorations went up and she's happy again. But um, it was it was me being very stubborn. Everyone around us seemed to be saying, "Oh, it's the middle of November, but it doesn't feel like Christmas." Let's put the let's put the tree up. And I was like, "But it's still November. If we bring it for two weeks in November, we might as well start saying Happy New Year on the fifteenth of December." And my birthday is almost going to be in you know September by the end of this. So I thought we're not ripping up the calendar. No, first of December is the first part of it. So. I am now in a bit of a Christmas mood, I must admit. We have decorated the house. Uh, you know, the taxidermy in the living room is all wearing a Christmas hat and bells, as they always do. The tree is up. Uh, the fire can be lit now. You know, every, everything, yeah, it's starting to feel a bit more festive. So uh, I'd say I'm pretty much ready. Excited. I'm 39, Will. I'm not sure I should be that excited for Christmas still. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I spend every year trying to chase that feeling, but it's harder and harder to get. Last year, I had a really nice day. With Charles walking in the snow, we watched Muppets Christmas Carol. That captured the spirit of Christmas for me. But really, that's that's basically that's basically been it for have many you, years uh, now. Have you decorated the Carol household, or is it still? We have the tree up. We do. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not here most of the time. Um, obviously, I'm at work very early in the morning, and then get back in the evening. Um, I, I don't I don't spend that much time downstairs. Um, so I'm not really kind of soaking in the Christmas vibes, but uh, it does get harder as you get older. Um, I'm kind of with you about putting the the decorations up at the beginning of December, but you know, I'm I'm not completely against the last weekend in November, but any earlier than that, definitely no way, Jose. Um, but yeah, in the last week of November, you start to get a little bit vibing but um i'd love to know from listeners when they put stuff up so what, what sort of style have, you, have you gone for with have you gone for martin crane style or have you got chili peppers on the tree this year <laughs> no chili peppers thank god which we've talked about <laughs> at length on this podcast um i like martin's style of decorating i like christmas to feel full and festive and there's a lot going on a bit like the 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 um What's his name on uh, Griswold on Christmas yeah. Vacation? The, the Griswold house. Um, you know, that kind of the Home Alone vibe, I guess. Um, big fan of that. So nice, sounds nice. that's not what we've got here. I should make that clear. <laughs> and also, I don't know how I'd ever get to that point in my own house because it would cost a fortune to accrue that many decorations. Well, that and the electricity costs nowadays. I don't think many people are going to be going for that. 
Well, that's the thing, you know. LEDs aren't too bad. They're pretty cost efficient. But I mean, when you've got the level Martin has, you're starting to look at a pretty penny. So um, listeners, let us know. I've just accidentally lent on my mouse and how the Muppets Christmas Carol saved Christmas has popped up. So that's funny. Um, didn't, even, didn't even mean to click that. Um, before we get to the review, shall we tuck ourselves into Trivia Corner, Stephen? Yeah, I've missed Trivia Corner, so let's get over there now. As have I, and we need to tuck ourselves into everything these days. It's so cold, Any anything <laughs> that offers heat. Um, so I have reliably been told we have some beautiful questions from our quiz gang. So, Hammy, our man down under, who will be celebrating Christmas a day before us, has asked, question one, the colour red is synonymous with Christmas and is prominent in the North Pole set where Frasier is Santa and Roz is his helper. What colour jacket is the mum wearing with her child at the front of the queue? Oh, Hammy, I hate you. No he, idea. He, he led us down the, the Christmas garden path there by a preamble about the colour red and then and then a question where the answer is very clearly not red. I think I'm going to guess. Use your logic here. I'm going to use my logic that the Frasier uh, producers and writers loved Kenny's Christmas in Mexico theme. And I think that it's going to be green because green and red are the Christmas colours. Absolutely. It is green. Red and green yes. are the Christmas yes. colours. Strictly speaking on a colour wheel, pure artists and purists might be able to confirm this or deny this. But I don't think I think red and green are clashing colours and you're not supposed to ever combine them. For some yeah. reason at Christmas, very pleasing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's a weird one because I mean, I say you never meant to combine them, but they occur naturally on bushes and holly trees and stuff. So mm. who knows? Question two, well played, Stephen. In the opening credits, the Space Needle is lit up like a Christmas tree. My favorite animation. How many strings of light are leading up to the top, and what color is the star? This question. Another zero idea I'm going to go with five strings of lights and i want to say yellow as a star oh you've got it absolutely bang on steve really? to go. five <laughs> strings and yellow that is incredible um that is the best guess i've ever had uh, it's a christmas miracle um what time is Roz picking her mum up from the airport bonus just after she asks this what cover does fraser say to Roz in order to get the phone back so he can warn Roz's mum about her pregnancy parents uh, time is she picking her up from the airport? What excuse does he give? I think he gives the excuse. He, does he wish to? He wishes to give her holiday greetings. Or Absolutely, he wants to wish a merry Christmas. Yeah, and the time. It's going to, have to be a guess. It's after their show. I want to say seven p.m. I've got here ten a.m. Are you? Is that in the? Is that in the show? In the episode that it's after the show? Does she no, I just presume they were having. Oh, okay. After the show. <laughs> no, there you go. Ten a.m. I'm assuming this must be on Christmas morning or Christmas Eve. Um, pretty good, pretty good there, Steve. On some hard questions. Trivia from Niall Crane. How many reindeer do we see over the fireplace on the wall? Oh, They're kind of marching in unison. Yeah, they sort of rise up, don't they? They go. Go from lower at the left-hand side to higher at the right, I think, if I remember. I, it's going to be another guess. I would say, and I think you and Key have had this discussion, the rule of three always seems to work. I'm going to go for it. It's an odd number. I think there's three. I'm it guess. is three. Your guesses tonight. Honestly, Steve, this is absolutely outrageous. 
Um, trivia from Little Owler in the Glen. When Noyles crawls through the top of the elevator, he says that today he is the hero, but tomorrow the hero will be whom? I think this is a... This is a good line. <laughs> this is another typical, um, almost stereotypical, isn't it? It's a Chinese name. or I, I presume it's a Chinese name. Uh, sitcoms in the 90s always having dry cleaners. I, th- I think the implication is it is, yeah. When yeah. we know Niles has Mr. Kim in his life, I think I think it's important. Is it? Yeah. I d- I'm going to go with Ham Radio. I think it's Mr. Wing, but I bet it's not. It's Mr. Lee. <laughs> there Mr. we go. <laughs> dry cleaner, Mr. Lee. Um, some cracking questions there from Hammy and Co. Do you have some from me, Steve? I have three for you, and I think I... As I said before, I think I've got the best trivia question. I really hope Corey hasn't duplicated this. Oh, man. Um, I hope it doesn't get asked twice, because if I've ruined it for Corey, he will actually travel here to kill me. Oh, God. I'm that impressed with this question. Right, so, question one. Daphne gives Martin a sweater for Christmas. He appears wearing it in which future episode? Oh, man, because I know this, because I always remember that it's from this episode very very uh, bold colored yeah uh, um and it's not related you it is literally a random episode it just yeah producers just put it in there oh my god do you want a hint i can tell you which season it's in i think it's in season seven season six Season six. Um, what disc? <laughs> we tell the episode number. Would that help? Yeah, maybe. All right, it's season six, episode eight. Oh god, the season six, like disc one, is good grief. Dial in for Martin. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess. Mm, no, that's season seven. Back talk. Um. Oh, this is such a good question. I'm really annoyed because I know. Tell me. It's the seal who came to dinner. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have guessed that. I told you it's, a, it's an irrelevant episode, but yeah. No, but... because because I, I I know and I've seen him in it, but for some reason, I I just associate that episode so much with the beach house. I'd never have guessed that it could yeah. be that one. Yeah, Martin's oh. in the chair wearing it as, as they come into the apartment. So, But like I said, I had to research it as well after I found it out, and I had to look at it and actually then go and watch the episode, make sure it was 100% accurate. Yep, the sealer came to dinner. He's wearing the same jumper he gets in this. What, nearly 20 episodes later? 24 yeah, episodes? Yeah, it is. They must have just kept it in the wardrobe. For once, the producers did continuity absolutely spot on. <laughs> He's yes, still wearing it a year later. Um, <laughs> right, question two. Uh, hopefully a little Hell bit easier yeah. for you. At family picnics, what song does Martin say he used to sing? Oh. Oh, goodness. It's not really come by ya. Um, no, 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 no. It's a very popular family, song. Family picnics. Oh, God. I don't know. Brown Eye Girl. <laughs> it's... <laughs> What's new, Pussycat? Oh, Tom <laughs> Jones. Yeah, just remember when I used to belt out "What's new, Pussycat?" at the family picnic. Oh, of he course, that, I'll forget, Dad. How <laughs> can I forget? Um, question three. I've tried to write this, and I'm not sure I've written it in a very good way, but I'll try. 
What song is Martin singing and in which film does it appear where the main star is also a guest caller on Frasier? So he's singing Oh Holy Night. He is singing Oh Holy Night. In which film does it appear where the main star is a guest caller on this show? Wow. Obviously, it's a Christmas film. I'm going to I'm gonna guess Home Alone 1, Macaulay Culkin. Correct. I knew yes. you. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Nice to get one in, the, in, a, in a real nice trio of questions. The, the first one really wasn't easy, and I don't think there's... Uh, John Beale would probably get that, but... There's I love that question, and I'm just annoyed because I know that that jumper reappeared. Like, that was my first thought when I was watching this episode. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that jumper in a few episodes of time. Ah, oh, damn it. Really well, good say, I'm, I'm praying that Corey hasn't got that question for me. And if he has, he did actually message me back when I messaged him and he, and he said, wouldn't it be funny if it was the exact same question as we've done it so many times before? I'm thinking, God, I please. I've I, had I, a look and I think you're in the clear. I think you're in the clear. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me all, by the way, I have a stinking cold, which is why I sound like this. Um, MK, oh, MK's done it again. Some excellent, <laughs> excellent questions here. Okay. Question one, although this was, it says originally it was a visual question for key. Now it is for Steve. What's the order in which we see the characters get their massages? And just as a welcome back visual for key, but this can be a welcome back temporarily for Steve. Can he remember if they start their massage session laying face up or face down? So I want the order they get their massages. And then tell me when we first see them, what orientation they're in. First of all, I feel like I'm having a ham radio flashback to name it in oh order. My God. It's ham radio sound back to back, please. <laughs> right. I think the first person is Daphne. No. Oh, that's it. Got it wrong from the start then. It's... In that case, it's Martin. It's Martin. Right. And I would what say... position is he in? I'm going to go with face up. Yes. <laughs> right. The second one is Daphne. Yes. She's face down. She is. <laughs> this is good. The third one, I'm trying to go chronologically here, I think has to be Niles. It is. And he's face up because he thinks Daphne's doing it. And then he wakes up and says, you woke me up to the actual masseuse. He does, but that's later. He originally <laughs> is introduced face down. Another trick finally... question. Finally. The fourth one, I believe, is Roz, because I remember her being last because she shouts Merry Christmas and throws the champagne glasses. She is. She face and up I... and face down. <laughs> this is the weirdest question I've ever had. Was Roz face up or face down? I believe... <laughs> Rosalinda Doyle was face down. She's face up. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, cracking question there. Very hard. I'd love to know if people listening have got that right. Um, question two from MK. What floor does the elevator get stuck on? Uh, he lives on the 19th. I'm going to say 12th. Oh, it's the 8th. I thought your guess was going to be incredible. All floors are <laughs> Eighth floor. Um, the man in the elevator is such a naysayer. What five caustic observations does he make during their time in the elevator? 
I nearly asked you a question about him because I think is it Conrad Janney who plays him or something like that. And I think I've seen him in loads of things. Now I worked out I hadn't seen him in that much. I'd seen him in this, and I think the Cable Guy and something else. I, did, I thought he was way more famous than he is. I think. Um, what? Sorry, what was the? <laughs> I've gone off on what a tangent. Five observations, like very negative right. observations um, we make. Does he say that the tree is flammable? Yeah, it's a fire hazard. Uh, there's not much oxygen in the lift. For any minutes left of air. Um, what else does he think is negative in there? I can't remember, if I'm honest. The other three have, have gone completely because I know so, that Charles says a couple of times, you know, sort of you're, you're alarming people and stuff like that, doesn't he? But So the fire retardant chemical causes cancer. Um, oh, right. The mother's children are in danger. She has a gas oven, and the tree isn't needed because it lets out sap. Those yeah. are our five observations. Excellent from MK there. Trivia from Little Bobby Briscoe. What church is the street on in which Martin is involved in the Christmas pageant? Nice question. Sorry, what? 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 Sorry, did I say what church is the street on? Do you mean what street? What <laughs> I can't say it now. What street is yeah, the? What... Oh, I got, I got, I got. Sorry, the question says what church is the street on? <laughs> what street is the church on? I was just reading it verbatim. That wasn't. I was going to say we're we're reading it like Yoda. Um, Yoda. the church is on. I think is it Daphne? She says it's on Chestnut. I think. Bingo! Yeah. Boom. I thought that was quite and... Christmassy, so it's quite. Yeah, it yeah. And finally, from BB Glazer, what does the Christmas banner draped over the bathroom door in Frazier's apartment say? I saw this. It says Noel or Noel. Noel, Noel. Um, absolutely cracking Christmas-themed trivia corner there. I've got, I've got tinsel all over me here. Um, <laughs> but that was truly, truly excellent. Thank you for yours, Steve. Oh, um, shall we get into the review? Yeah, brilliant. No need to waste any time on what animation watch this week. It was, of course, The Christmas Light, my favourite animation. I thought the question you were going to ask me was the first opening title card is A Room With Four Views. And I thought you were going to ask me, what is that a literary reference to? And what is literary reference? It is the book A Room With A View by E.M. Forster. Um, so this is A Room With Four Views. Um, presumably... They're at the apartment somewhere because Frazier says he's going to call them masseuse there. Does yeah. it look clear that they're in the apartment when they're getting massaged? I didn't look. I could only presume. I mean, it's quite dim in the room, isn't it? I could only presume that's Frazier's bedroom, maybe. You can see sort of a wooden bookshelf or something, maybe. But Frazier's mm. is surely the only room that's big enough. I mean, Martin's is quite a small room. Daphne's is a reasonable sized room, actually. In fact, I won't go into it too much. Why does Martin have a smaller room than Daphne? I don't know. And what about the hat museum? <laughs> Well, that's just yeah. around the back of the fireplace, but <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, not get, let's not get into, let's not get into the hat museum. Um, have you ever got a massage, Steve? I have actually. Um, really, I've always wanted one. What was it like? I went to a. Uh, I think the place has been taken over by Ballantine's Gyms now, but the place at the time was uh, private. And uh, yeah, we went for a weekend away there. That was way before we had the dog, so we could have a weekend away quite easily. And. Um, I found it a bit odd in a way um, to start with when you get to sort of spas and retreats and places like that. Everyone seems to just walk around like they're in their dressing gowns all the time. 
people just feel free just to walk around in a dressing room. Oh, I've just had a, a facial and a massage, and now I'm just going to go and sit outside. And they literally just sit outside in the middle of the day in a dressing gown, which I just found like, I don't know, it's like being in a rehab center almost. Mm. And um, yeah, going for a massage, I, I remember actually walking in and the woman said to me, uh, if you just, you know, I'll just leave. And if you get undressed and you just put the towel over yourself and you lay down and then I will come back in when you're relaxed. And you think, how long have I got to sit here for then? You know, how long is this? An acceptable time before I yell, I'm okay, I'm ready, come in. <laughs> you can come in. Um, and I remember afterwards, uh, obviously I, I like the massage, don't get me wrong, I enjoy the massage. Mm. Um, but yeah, afterwards she said, and uh, now you just relax. And when you're ready, get dressed and you can come out. Well, obviously, sort of, I, I, I laid there for, I, I swear I laid there for ages. It, it can't have been long because I literally got dressed. And as I walked out, she went, oh, that was quick. <laughs> like, like most people lay here for like half an hour and you're just ready to, I was like, well, it's kind of odd. You've just rubbed oil on me, and now I'm just kind of laying here on my own. It's just... I'm just lying here. <laughs> That's weird you say that. Someone I spoke to at work, he said a massage exp- exp- explained or described an identical scenario where they were told they could get up and leave when they were ready, and they just didn't know what to do. Well, I just think, um, how long is acceptable? Do I lay there for an hour? Do I lay there? For, you know, it's it's almost like massage etiquette. Maybe that's something listeners could write in with. How long yeah, maybe. is it to lay there for after you've had a massage? Should it be a day, Honestly. half an hour, I'd, 10 minutes? I'd, I'd, I'd love one. Hopefully someone's got me one for Christmas, but I'm not holding my breath. Um, there's beading on the tree. Do you put beading on your tree? I think that's... Beads? Personally, I think it's a 90s thing. I remember my parents... I, Pops yeah and and the tree in our house when i was a kid was covered in them tons of tits you could barely even see the tree do you know what i mean and then we yeah, had, i don't like tinsel either we had those weird foil decorations that everyone hung from the corner of the room to the center light as well you had like four of them to each corner and oh, then, yeah. but that again is a very 90s themed thing mm-hmm. uh, and yeah it's like bowers of you know tinsel going around picture frames and stuff like that but yeah beads were definitely a popular thing i think in the 90s but no not now nothing like it not to not to hate anyone you decorate however you want this holiday season just throwing out my two cents on the beads and the tinsel (laughs) um i agree with martin that i hate christmas is over so soon he comments on this um yeah the only thing i hate about it is all over so soon it really is um christmas eve without doubt the best um before you know it you blink and it's gone I'm going to a really nice um, carol service at the chapel at my school that I work at um, on Sunday. And it's meant to be really festive. They turn all the lights off and it's candlelight. The choir at our school is just like a cut above. So it's going to be really haunting and like the Home Alone choir. I was was about to say, so like Home Alone, do you think there'll be someone with two candles behind someone? (laughs) (laughs) Like Buzz playing the drums. Glowing his ears out playing drums. (laughs) (laughs) If if they do, they'll be ostracised for the community, I'm sure. Um, What's a decorative touch that I love? And this isn't the only episode, I'm fairly certain, the Christmas episode that it's in. Is the wrapping paper panelling on the door? Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Because it, it looks like three presents, doesn't it? A three oversized box of presents. I have been to a, I went to a pub once for dinner around about Christmas time. This was many years ago. And they'd actually, when I used to go into the pub, they always used to have pictures all over the walls, like hunting scenes or, you know, farm stuff like that. When it's an old farm that's been created into it or um, repurposed into a pub. And they'd actually, just reframed all the frames they'd taken the, not even taken the pictures out they would just wrapped the artwork inside so it's just framed christmas paper 
So that oh. every picture was just still the same frame in the same place. They just obviously taken the glass out, put the paper in. Yeah, it was everywhere. So it literally just looked like thousands of presents all over the walls. And it just, they didn't need to decorate anything else other than just do that and one tree. That was it. Everything was just Christmas themed by that. And uh, I've never been in nice Finch. It was really nice. So that just reminds me of that when I see those panels just sort of cut out and stuck in. That's such a nice touch. I absolutely love that. I just because that would have taken so much more effort than decorating conventionally. Um, right. I, I think, like you say about, you know, you say about the beading being tacky. I think sometimes people express themselves with their Christmas decorations, don't they? You sort of go to someone's house yeah. and see whether they're a very flamboyant person with the decorations, or someone like Fraser who wants to be classy and and wants it very subtle and doesn't want Rudolph on the, you know, the front door it says a lot about the person of how much they either go over the top or don't go over the top. Maybe it's just about how much they love Christmas, but it's quite interesting to see people's personality come through in, in how they dress their house or how they dress the inside of the house and the interior with, with Christmas stuff. So it's good fun. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it is a good, good way of people expressing themselves. We don't get much chance to do that most of the time. So no. Christmas is, gives us a bit of a free pass. Um Martin bath bathes with Eddie. What? Absolutely disgusting image. Um, <laughs> that is utterly irredeemable in my eyes. There is no coming back from bathing with a dog. They're, I love dogs. They're disgusting. The worst thing is, I don't think Martin has a bath in his bathroom. I presume that's Fraser's hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> because oh my we hear God. that with him and Sherry, don't we? And he says about Eddie and whatever else in it. Or is it somewhere else in the building? You remember when Miss Langer comes about saying that no, he's that, caught that, with his shorts off in the hot tub, isn't he, Martin? Yeah, that's in the building hot tub. But I swear he does mention um, him and Sherry using the whirlpool feature in Fraser's bath or something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, him and Sherry enjoying a little canoodle in there. More power to him. But, but Eddie being nearby, just yeah. floating free in the water, that's pretty gross, isn't it? It's a bit strange. I have um I have actually been in the bath with one of my dogs, but I was actually clothed. <laughs> oh, well that, that's 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 okay. That's not crossing some kind of transgressive law. It was more of a case of trying to actually wash a dog but not actually get in the bath, but I had to be in the bath to hold the dog still so he wasn't slipping around. So I was bathing with the dog, but I wasn't being bathed. No, no, no. Yeah, that was completely acceptable. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop my friendship with you over that, Steve. I guess um, I'm I'm I... not in the family that bathes together and prays together, you see. <laughs> oh, that's such a good line. That's my second, that's two bullet points time. <laughs> Yeah, they're in the kitchen now. Um, Fra- not Martin tells Fraser about the uh, the Christmas pageant. Um, he's drinking some eggnog. Um, I've never had eggnog. I must oh. admit, I haven't either. I have always wanted to try it because apparently it's just quite a nice, creamy, nutmeggy. You know, it sounds disgusting, eggnog, but it's meant to be like a really nice festive drink. Um, and obviously Americans will be will be all over this because they drink it like it's going out of fashion. But um, I think the one I thing think we like need it. to take away from this episode really learn is that it doesn't go very well with paprika and maybe not to keep that next to the uh what is it was he actually puts on it i can't remember he wants to put nutmeg on there that's it so yeah try nutmeg not paprika because apparently it's not a good mix <laughs> that's solid advice um yet the family that bathes together prays together um in the next scene they're playing the piano love this love to see them using the piano really getting our money's worth out of it over the last uh well, it feels like over the last few episodes, but it's probably actually been ages since I last played it. Um, oh, Holy Night, we've talked about a classic. Nat King Cold is a gorgeous version of this. 
Um, I don't think I've heard a version of this that I don't like, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. Any members who are on Fraser Fan Club uh, on Facebook at the moment will have seen today uh, my fellow admin, John Beale, uploaded a photo of myself <laughs> with that as uh, actually it was a video. It's only a minute and a half long. Will, if you haven't seen it, I, I beg you to go and watch it in a minute or I'll send it to you. It's a video of me with Oh Holy Night playing in the background as I read <laughs> Frasier's The Lonely Goat Herd. I read no it. Way. Yes, it's my Christmas greeting to 21,000 random people across the globe. I thought I'd really step up my Christmas greeting this year. And um, I've impersonated Frasier reading that. How have I not seen that? That's on FFC. Yeah, it's on there as afternoon. So yeah, John oh, uploaded it's it. It's because I don't have the Facebook app. And then I'm never, I used to be on my computer all the time during the PhD. And I'm never on it anymore. I don't see any of all this this good stuff. To be honest, um, if anyone wants to get in contact uh, with me or Will about it, if they if they're not a member of Fraser Fan Club, I will uh, get Will to send it to you somehow, or he can tweet it or something. Yes, uh, it is yes. ridiculous. It is me being an absolute fool, um, but I thought it'd be funny, and it's made some people laugh. So my job is done. <laughs> Sounds so good. And then I come in as Candy Kane, and you're like, "What am I, a robot?" Well, if um, I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> um so Fraser and I'll their vocal exercise. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, we should get he could come and join in, but I'm afraid we're three of us doing it. It looks stupid, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, is that is that when Martin says that? Because that's such a good line. I always forget what, what that's from. <laughs> Um, Daphne's has has a massage now, and the episode kind of switches um, to her perspective. Very clever how they're going to show her obliviousness to Nars's attraction. Um, well, that and with the mistletoe. But also, like, I want to um, query a few things about this. Well, yeah, I mean, everything changes with Daphne's perspective, doesn't it? Um, from the the way that she, like you say, she's completely oblivious to Niles, and Niles actually becomes more full on, I think, in this this perspective. Mm. Yeah. And there's the way that she hears Martin coughing with the paprika and she says, everything all right in there. And in the original, he comes back and goes, everything's fine. And in this one, he goes, everything's fine, Daphne. Fine, Daphne. <laughs> and there's I'm like, no, there's no line about the right. bath. There's no line about the bath either. Um, so like, obviously they can't, they can't repeat those lines because it would just be a cardinal sin in terms of TV making. No, but one of the lines they do, don't they? And Martin says it um, at one point, he says, um, he took a bath with Eddie, blah, blah, blah. And he says, oh, I don't know, dogs are weird. And, and they, the next... ju they just keep that line. Yeah, but he says it slightly different every time, which I think is brilliant. He goes from saying, oh, I took a bath with Eddie. And then the next one he goes, I don't know why he did that. Dogs are weird. Do you know what I mean? He becomes more dismissive in certain things. Mm. It's very good. And uh, and I love the, uh, the the reasons they're going to church and stuff like that. Again, Martin becomes more somber about why he's gone to church. What do I say when I see Jesus for the first time? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so good. So good, yeah. Because I was going to ask, do they reenact all the scenes, or they do they use like bits? It's like when Fraser's like, you know, that's odd. He did the same thing to me, you know, two days ago. Is hmm. that the same delivery or scene spliced in, or is that Kelsey just delivering the line again? I think he's delivering it again because I think yeah. there is literally a smidgen of alteration in every single part of that to make them how that how. I guess it's like, sorry, excuse me. Um, it's it's like us when. Two people, I don't know, have an argument at work and everyone else gathers around. And the next day, 10 people that saw that argument happen all tell a different story. Oh, and then he said this. And then he said, and it's all their interpretation of what they thought it was about or what went on. Mm. It's a perfect example of four people or five people seeing a story develop 
and everyone hears someone say something slightly different or i mean obviously with daphne she's interpreting that martin's dying everything she hears links to that but she's missing the vital parts in the kitchen obviously fraser's got the complete uh, can't get the words out complete story because he knows that that's why he's been going to the church daphne's making it up in her head so it's very clever written very very cleverly written it is. It is indeed. Um, I think that's well unpacked there, Steve. Um, Frasier, not, don't worry, Dad. Nas and I will be there for you. Um, <laughs> another great delivery, um, along with, you know, oh, we're fine, Daphne. Um, Daphne getting upset, you know, she can't, can't handle her emotions at this point. Um, she gives the gift to Martin, the loudest jumper we've ever seen. It, it reminds me of something, some kind of like ice lolly. Um, yeah it looks like a fab or like a rocket lolly um like i don't know rocket lollies are a big thing in the u.s but they're a big thing here Um, it's a very vibrant color isn't it was it yellow green and red or something like that with a white stripe through them and and it doesn't work at all it's extraordinarily garish but um for some reason it seems to suit john mahoney quite well Yeah, it does, and it also it doesn't strike me as a jumper Martin would like, but and he normally would just say, but he he goes with it. So you know, he can die a happy man now. Um, <laughs> exactly, another Daphne. line is just perfect. <laughs> so good, so good. And then, and then obviously, you know, um, how long have you got left? Twenty minutes. It's like <laughs> I can't wait for this pageant to be over. It's like, what did you think was going on? I thought you were dying. Um, just really great from Daphne. I think she really handles handles some good material in this uh, in this scene. Niles now enters. How would you describe his appearance, Steve? Well, as one of my famous or infamous memes, which I will admit has actually just gone viral uh, on my Instagram, um, he looks like the back of a Christmas tree compared to the front of a Christmas tree. <laughs> he does look like the back of a Christmas tree. Um, you mentioning meme, all in my head, I've got it's a nice day for a slight webbing in my head again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I found the owner of that. It's, a, um, it's actually a guy called Frederick. And uh, he's the guy who runs uh, the YouTube channel and the Instagram page and a Facebook page called Paraphrasia. So if anyone oh, nice. wants to see the infamous nice day for a slight wedding, <laughs> it is by so, so good. So I finally know exactly who it is. And do you know what? I've spoken to him so many times on Facebook. Now on Instagram, we're linked up. We chat all the time. And I think I can't believe I didn't know that was him. <laughs> That's amazing um so good so good uh but yeah he looks like the back of a christmas tree i think you've really, good, I can describe it you've hit the nail on the head there um and we now we now cut to niles looking incredibly comfy on the massage table here he's got his face in the in the hole it's probably got a technical name and he's just <laughs> like uh just absolutely loving life um he then hallucinates that daphne's giving the massage all i can say is goodness me um uh, yes like, i mean it's like a great dream um it's no. perfect for Niles, isn't it? Absolutely yeah. perfect. One hell of a hallucination is all I'll say there. Um, obviously, Niles' perspective now, the elevator breaks down. Have you ever been on an elevator that's broken down? I've not, but I do have a bit of a fear of it. Do you know what? I've never been in one that's broken down. However, I was addicted to watching Keanu Reeves in Speed when I was younger. And first, that was one of the first DVDs I ever bought, and I think it cost 20 quid. You oh never God. I had it on VHS. <laughs> I probably had it on that as well. But yeah. for some reason, the first three or four DVDs I bought were um, Thelma Louise, Speed. Mm. I bought Sleepers. Um, oh, and were, is that good? Like, Sleepers is amazing. If you've not seen Sleepers, I recommend it. Kevin Bacon. Oh, I've, got it on, I've got it on DVD. 
it's kind of hideous to watch because of the topic of the film but kevin bacon is it absolutely blinding as, as an actor in it um but jason patrick and people like that that come into it and the revenge story that comes um as the boys grow older is absolutely amazing is kevin bacon a good guy or a bad guy in it he is absolutely hideous in it oh. <laughs> that's all i can say without giving too much away i mean i think i, I think i know roughly the plot but yeah that, that i i need to watch that yeah, I mean the the young boys that act in it are absolutely fantastic, and that and and when they change to the older people, I think Brad Pitt's in it as well. Um, that, that it's a fantastic movie. It's very very well made. Um, not graphic, not really violent or anything like that. It's all sort of in your head. You you. It's in implication. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's a dark film, but there's some brilliant acting in it. Absolutely brilliant. I love it. You might want to watch that tonight. I don't think I'll have time. But... No, if you've got time, um, I'd sit down with a glass of wine and watch that. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. But going back yeah. to speed. <laughs> back to speed. Obviously, speed is uh, first set in a lift, isn't it? Um, before they get on the bus, the lift gets exploded or the explosion goes off in the lift. And uh, yeah, that always makes me think of that. And oh, God, I don't want to get stuck in a lift. Um, there's Dennis Hopper playing uh, bomb threats and stuff going on as speed does. Yes, um, but yeah, I mean, Niles back in the lift. What would you do? You're wearing your Italian suit. Would you? Be, <laughs> would you be climbing that tree? Or would you be shoving well, your I... wife up there because she looks like she's <laughs> got more faith in her than you have? <laughs> Obviously, I'm more confident in your wife than you do. <laughs> right this way. Um, absolutely incredible line. Um, and then, did that do anything? People. <laughs> Lady with my coat, <laughs> just unbelievable delivery. Um, so oh, he's so good in that scene. Um, lines, even with the uh, when he says, Is it the woman that says to him, uh, well, I'm sure you climbed plenty of trees when you were younger? No, that's Dr. Crane's brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> his face looks so disappointed. Oh, they all know me. Well, there is another stump that some of the other boys enjoy <laughs> kicking. <laughs> um, so, okay, in Navosa now, one, my question is, what the hell is the coffee count? And do you have any statistics for that? And don't worry if you don't. I two, do have a little bit. Yes, go on. Oh, lovely. And two, does Daphne crying in the background of this scene when he makes that comment make sense logistically here? Doesn't where Where is this scene taking place in the wider arc of the of the show because i'm losing the chronology a little bit here i think it's kind of an irrelevant scene isn't it i mean well the the scene's only relevant because they want to show that fraser has announced to rosa's mum that she's pregnant mm. so i presume that's why that scene's there if not we don't know why they're playing mr and mrs claus and why rosa's upset and then she obviously comes in to throw the champagne glasses because if not, take that scene out of there. Roz isn't in the episode again. They've got to write something to put Roz back into the episode. There's no perspective for her, if not. That's true. So I presume the coffee shop is there to invent it. Going on to coffees. Let's have the count, Steve. Last time me and you met, I say met online, it was mm. the thousandth show, I believe. That we had a count of 156. There was nothing in Voyage of the Damned, I don't believe. No. I believe there was none in My Fair Frasier. No. Do you remember how many there were in Desperately Seeking Closure? Because they obviously do meet. He meets to talk about Poof Daddy and everything. Oh, is that when Niles and him are in the window seat? It's what, yeah, when he wears his ski jacket. And I think you commented with Key about how daft he is wearing his when he comes back from skiing. Yeah. So um, maybe, maybe there's a couple of coffees in that episode. 
So if you get the, I haven't, I haven't watched the episode, obviously. Um, so we were at one fifty six. It was a nil, a nil. There's three in this one. Fraser, Niles, and Martin. When Ros comes in, there's the, the three of them are having a coffee. So, and oh, actually, no. There is there more. Is there more in this episode? Have I miscounted? Because then obviously he's having a coffee with Ros as well. Oh. Fraser, Niles, and Martin are definitely having a coffee each when Daphne's in there. Is there two scenes in Nervosa in this episode? You ask a good question. I think I I'm wrong. I think there is. I think then Fraser is on the phone with, or have the other two left, and then Ros walks in. I think you need to make an executive decision. I'm still sitting on three. Then I'm saying it's one fifty-nine coffees for now. One fifty. What I'll do is I will have to go back and watch Desperately Seeking Closure at some time. And I'll have to rewatch this episode if I need to, which I might do anyway. I might have a uh, sitcomathon on uh, Christmas Eve and watch every single Christmas episode I can find, which would be quite a few. That would be awesome. I love that. That might be how I spend my evening, I think. <laughs> um, Frasier really Fs things up now, is what I put here on my bullet point, although I've actually used the F word. Um, what is he thinking telling Ross's mom she's put to break? Would he's gotta have more? more social nous than this there is two parts of this episode that i absolutely love and this is one of them uh mm. two lines that fraser uses in fact one you've already mentioned although you didn't mention the word so when just to go back when niles and fraser are doing their oh, 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 oh. there's a moment where fraser talks about singing yeoman of the guard and he goes observe and just holds his hand out before he does he goes observe, observe. Amazing. The second line that I absolutely love, and I think it's the second best line in this, other than that one word, observe. And it's got to be when he answers the phone the second time, he goes, Ah, oh, I had a feeling you'd call back. <laughs> <laughs> so good. The delivery of that. Oh, I had a feeling you'd call back. Yes. <laughs> so that kind of nervous energy when he realizes yeah. what he's done. Just think the delivery of that line is brilliant. Obviously, it's Roz's mum. And yes. He did just say she's pregnant. She's gained a few pregnancy pounds. Go easy on her. Honestly. Oh, no. Um, it's just, why would you mention it? But then, like he says, you know, he thinks that that's the sort of thing Ros would talk about. She talks about her, everything with her mum. Why wouldn't she say she's pregnant? Mm. Yeah. And, it, it seemed, and she says, oh, it's not the sort of thing you blurt out over the phone. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I mean, her mum lives miles away. She lives in Wisconsin. Yeah. How else is she going to tell her? Yeah. It's an interesting one. Um, We cut to them now at at the Santa toy drive or winter wonderland thing, whatever it is. (laughs) Frasier as Santa, which is extraordinarily uh, a rare sight, but um, a pleasing one all the same. And then I can't remember what Ros says to him, the little kid, you're going to kill Santa? (laughs) Just so good. No, she said kiss. Oh, I'm going to kiss you. I'm going to kiss you real good. I'm going to kiss you real good. She wants to kiss me. I love the way Frasier delivers that as well. Um, That's really, really good. And then that teenager coming, what are you, 20? Get out of here. Um, I even love it then when Ros, you hear Ros's or or Perry Gilpin's accent come out with the, I'm going to kiss you, I'm going to kiss you good. But then even more so, when I hate this holiday, her accent really comes through even more as she kicks the box and storms out. Honestly. I mean, how often did you visit grottos as a kid? Oh, do you know what? There is, there is a picture of me about four years old, and I've got 
I don't, well, I haven't got a beard, obviously. I've got bleach blonde hair. I, I haven't to, got a beard. I'm glad to know that. I wasn't born with it. I had really, really, and I mean ghostly white hair as a child when I had hair. And uh, there was a picture, it's a blurred picture, obviously cameras back then weren't that great. It's a blurred picture of me sitting on this terrifying looking Santa's lap and my sister standing next to us. And uh, God knows what I asked for or what I received from Santa that year. But um, that's the only memory I think I have of actually going to see Santa. Um, either I was too young before that or the rest of them were just insignificant and I didn't care. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> going much? Or I don't actually at all. I have no memory of ever like sitting there telling him what I want. Really, it's just an expensive way of the kid saying what he wants so the parents can make a note of it but then they can also just get him to write a letter at home yeah, i wrote just... letters to santa and i post them in the letterbox and things um saying that now and you're a postman I am. do you get do you get those letters that kids have posted and you think what the hell do i do with this i can assure you we do and uh, as an employee of raw mail in the uk uh, what happens is they send them on to a place and this place replies to every child if there's an address in them no way free yeah uh, if you put uh, a letter honestly if you put a letter in the post that says santa claus lapland don't put a stamp on it one of us will grab hold of it, put it in a box at the office, and eventually they will all go somewhere. And I, don't, I can't even remember where the place is. They just It's, it's a service that the Postal Service Raw Mal over here does. And there is someone at one of our offices that literally, if there's an address in there, they print off the letter. Okay, it's a standard letter. They print off the letter, they put the child's name on it, and they send it back to them just to say you've got a letter from Santa. Jesus. that This country, that's gorgeous. That's true. That's the spirit of Christmas, that is. Honestly. I won't get into it, but let's hope the service continues with what's going yeah, on. Let's, let's yeah, let's we don't we don't need to get into it, but a friggin' man, it's one of the best things about this country. Um Martin looks crazy dressed as is he a wise man or a shepherd? He says he's a wise man. Is it, is it Dutch Gan, Gansborg or someone? I, I never really worked out oh, that. Name. Yeah, someone with a weird name. He says uh, Dutch Gansborg, and I'm like, is Dutch Gansborg is that a name, or is it, 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 or is it some kind of bacteria, um, or is it a position know. within the clergy? He pulls no. out of the church's fair. I I don't know who this is or what he is, but he's pulled out, which means he's been promoted from a shepherd to a wise man. So apparently, wise men have the barracuda's moustache, um, because that is a very thin black moustache. Martin has Barracuda. Um, yeah, absolutely is. And uh, I mean, what's wrong with wearing a towel on your head and your your um your dressing gown like we did at the school? <laughs> Honestly, you would be my especial wise man. You would be my especial wise man, Steve. Um, Fraser now shouting. Okay, why does Martin keep referring to the Christ Child? He calls it the Christ Child twice. Never heard that expression in my life. It's just baby jesus or christ you would, you would think it's yeah just baby jesus i mean eddie just was he rags it around like a chew toy or something like that yeah, it doesn't sound like a scene i'd be thrilled my kids had watched um at the same time who takes a jack russell terrier to a show like that and says yes this is a sheep he came with the wise man <laughs> yeah anyone believes like it sounds like one hell of a friggin um i don't know is it is it in is it daphne and is it merry christmas mrs moskowitz where she's running some crazy nativity. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Jesus! Yes, Jesus! So, yeah, this is this is something that will recur again. Um, 
frustration and getting very angry. You know, that is enough. Um, and he says he wants to get them all for the Christmas present. Get, I want to speak to all of you individually and tell you just how much you mean to me. That's it. It's the cheapest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I love their reaction to him. Oh, it's he really terrible. thinks, he, honestly, he thinks this pompous gesture is is like life changing. But it, it's it's very similar to um, is it the ending of Friends, isn't it? When Rachel says, "I'm going to take you all into the bedroom, just tell you exactly how I feel about you all before I leave." And, I did not know she said that. I've missed yeah, that. That's her gift, isn't it? Or that's what she wants to do, and she does it to everyone. And then it, I think it's Ross that gets really annoyed because he's the only person she doesn't take in there and he storms out and he goes all of this and you didn't tell me anything and you've not spoken to me and she went it's because i can't and she gets really upset obviously because she's got feelings for him anyway but we've gone off on a friend's tangent um it's always a pleasure but that's that's kind of what it reminds me of, of the the gift i wish to give you to part with is what i really think about you and you think wow i'm not sure i want to know <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not getting through that conversation with that cringing my backside <laughs> off. I'm or, just like, or hitting rage. someone. You think that about yeah. me? <laughs> yeah, like I'm just not, I'm just not listening. And you also, you decided Christmas Eve is the best time to tell me that's what you think about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've ruined my Christmas Eve. Um, they're all singing at the piano at the end, except Frasier. Yeah, I presume he's having his massage at that point. That's a great explanation for something i was like what's going on here why wouldn't he be there i didn't, um, I didn't get why everyone else has had a massage fraser said he's got everyone massage and at the end they're all drinking merrily and uh for some reason everyone's in their pajamas or in their dressing gowns again because they've um, just massaged yeah and they've got up and put the I gown didn't on think Ross came over for a massage she came over to throw champagne glasses at fraser and stormed out i didn't so think i reckon or it must be a spare dressing gown of daphne's or something I suppose um, Fraser's got smoking jackets and dressing gowns, bath robes. <laughs> oh, he's got all kinds of paraphernalia. <laughs> he, he didn't bring out that one that the uh, two women have shared in the same day. <laughs> the oh the blue God. one. That Cassandra and Faye both wear at breakfast. Faye, oh. fa forever Faye. <laughs> um, top 10, Steve, is this episode in yours? It's not, but it is probably in my top two or three Frasier Christmas episodes. I think it's quite that's, that's high. Um, Not I, to, I think my favourite Christmas episode of this is probably Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. Yeah, that is good. I think my favourite is We Two Kings. Yeah. Um, I, I really do love um, Miracle on Third or Fourth Street. Yeah, it's a very good one as well. I think yeah. we have to get this conversation when me you and john met for we three kings when we did the podcast special maybe this time last year that was a nice um, one i might have to listen to that tomorrow to actually find out if we just answered the exact same thing did i say merry christmas mrs moskowitz i think you did say we two kings i think i did um <laughs> i really like that episode a year later and you're stuck by it <laughs> uh, well um, anything if not consistent um actor who have you gone for i think for me, it's got to be Frasier, purely for those two lines I've mentioned. The observe and the, uh, oh, I had a feeling you'd call back. Not to mention <laughs> the whole yeoman of the guard speech and how he's acting with the, oh, you know, the singing oh. and stuff like that. And I think his narration when Martin's learning that song, when he sort of says, um, when he goes, when Christ was born, he goes, a star is born. And he sort of interjects with his little commentary. 
I think yeah. putting those bits in, it, it, it's just brilliant. I, so I, I've got to go for Kelsey on that. Although it's kind of only singing, yeah. but I do love Kelsey. I have gone with Frage for exactly what you said. Um, so I won't, I won't, yeah, undermine <laughs> what you've just said. Absolutely perfect. Um, Kennedy Burling, our man on the ground. I actually haven't even prepared a question. It's been that long since we've recorded an episode. I've just forgotten how to how to phrase a Burling question. So I'm just <laughs> going to ask: Has he put chili peppers up in his house this year, Steve? He actually, um, he actually holds the patent or patent for the chili pepper lights. I believe it was actually really? yeah, one of his businesses that designed it. He went on Dragon's Den. And uh, he said chili peppers this year, and they said they're going to buy that. And that's one of Kennedy's little side projects. Mm, Melancholy Marcus, Steve. Um, All that remains left to do is play a little Whose Crane Is It Anyway before we go over to listen to mail. Your word this week, Stephen, is glittery. Who uses the word glittery? Absolutely not a clue. Can't give you any context. I'm going with Roz. It's Frasier when he's <laughs> when he's explaining his gift, saying this one doesn't come from the store wrapped in glittery paper. Yeah. Um, blah blah blah. But I thought that was a good word because it's like it's Christmassy. It's very unique and specific. Um, so that was a fun one. That, uh, whose crane is pretty hit and miss most weeks because it is meant to just be hard and a little bit stupid. But uh, I think that one might have. A little bit joyous for some people listening and playing along at home. Uh, listener mail this week, Steve. Let me send you the Reddit link so you can view what our lovely friends have been saying. Raz, who's our next caller? I'm going to try and I'm going to try and put this podcast out, maybe even tonight of, of recording. So, listeners, if you're listening to this, this is pure raw footage, unedited. Um, I'm not editing any of this, so if there's any gaps, any ramblings, um, blah 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 blah, we're uh, we're just going for it. So, have you got that link, Steve? I have indeed. Hold on, I need to sort it by, don't I? Let's. So I am sorted by top on the my fair Fraser link. I can't even sort by that. What am I doing? Hold on a second. What are you doing, you crazy man? Who have you got first? Me. Uh, you. I'm going to hope they're in the right order. Mine's just come through exactly how you've sent it. I've got no option to sort by anything. So that's fine. If they're not in the right order, I'll fill out what you've, what you've, what, uh, I'll figure out what you've said. So I'll read out yours, Steve, to save it being a little bit inception esque. Well, no, no um, I, could, I can do it if you want. I mean, I might as well read my own. Go for I, it. Go for it, Sid. I'll do a live delivery of my own <laughs> Reddit post. A dramatic reading of my own thoughts from two months ago. So this is basically because obviously I didn't expect to be on the podcast. <laughs> so i put great episode and really nice to hear key back on the podcast he's much loved and has been missed being on the podcast and filling key shoes has been an adventure and an exciting challenge i've enjoyed every moment from watching the episodes to researching details to being grilled in trivia corner thank you to everyone for welcoming me and accepting me in key's absence i now look forward to being a regular listener once again from steve Thank you, Steve. <laughs> I mean, just to clarify with listeners, you know, if Key is ever busy, which he often is in his line of work, Steve, the beautiful man, is ready to just fill in. It's more important to all of us that we just get an episode out. Um, you know, Key, Key will be back. But, um, you know, we're very lucky to have Steve. Otherwise, we'd have no episode coming out for Christmas. So God bless the band. The Chameleon Song, lovely username as always. Key, so great to hear your voice back on the pod. Key's going to be sad he wasn't here for this one. <laughs> Somehow I've loved hearing Steve and missed hearing Key in equal measure. 
Sorry to hear about your tough times and the loss of your granddad. I shall raise a glass of sherry too while listening to this pod. And amazing to hear the jingle. Thanks so much for including it. But I'm fully expecting and hoping you return to the usual intro next week. That is the chameleon song is the is the author and composer of our new theme song. It's not going anywhere, Chameleon. I vote that it is safe forever. That is now the theme song for the rest of the podcast. So incredible. Incredible. Uh, next up, if you confirm it, well, I've got Askew Objet. Correct. Uh, I'm sure I was not alone in goober grinning through this episode. Welcome back, Key. I'm sorry your life has been challenging. I hope things are on an upswing. As far as new listeners go, I think I actually started listening while Key was away, but I started with episode one. I can only assume that's how most people start a podcast. Are there just wild rogues out there picking up a podcast in the middle of its run like a heathen? Oh, I definitely do do that. Yeah, I was going to say, Will's admitted he has done that. I do that all the time. Um. The reason Jill, the shop woman, woman in the shop, cashier in the shop, who is a woman, shop woman, shop woman, italicized friend, is because she was insinuating it was for Fraser, hence why she mentioned the large size their shoes came in. It's reminiscent of I have a friend with a problem when you want to talk about an issue you are experiencing, but are too embarrassed to own it as your own. She assumed Fraser was buying a woman's clothing for himself and trying to cover it with a fictitious friend. Thank you all for sticking with this podcast. It's one of my favourite things on the internet. Please refer to my diagram. Sincerely, askew. Nice. Quite a couple of people have commented on that. I can't remember what we said during that scene. Although I'm, Key and I definitely knew she was insinuating it was for Fraser. You know, your friend would like to try on these shoes. The, you know, it's it's a play on like dressing up. We must have somehow come across on that episode like we didn't understand the joke. Um, I don't, I don't I need to go back and listen. Yeah, I don't remember you coming across like that. I think I think Key saying shop woman and not realizing saying shop clerk or something probably actually threw the conversation. Maybe yeah, I think <laughs> I think maybe that's what happened. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think we've just got bogged down in semantics there. Um, Cam Winston says, well, 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 what a familiar voice. And whilst I remember a fantastic jingle, I feel like I need to quote Niles, but replace Daphne's name with Key, you know, from season 10 when he was has his surgery. Kieran, Kieran, Kieran. Good to see you back, my friend. I feel like we should just save these until Key's back because he's never going to hear these and we'll never read them. Um, saying that Key doesn't actually listen to his own podcast. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Um, so I tell you what, I'm going to keep these. I'm going to keep these ones, Hammy, because you've, you've wrote a lovely message and Key deserves to hear it. So let's just keep it for a time being. Um, Ray buying time from the LinkedIn message you referred to. Again, this was two months ago, so I can't remember what that is. As a father, time is the best asset I can give my two boys. I feel Frasier being so far away from Freddie in Boston, and it's pretty sad, but I couldn't do that in my real life to my kids. But the message is important, isn't it? Never pass up quality time with loved ones. Finally, when you were talking about Corey hiding your bodies, to steal a William Carroll saying, that absolutely ruined me. <laughs> Cracking stuff. Cracking stuff. Uh, Mischief Night up next, our own Corey. Gents, Key, welcome back. Hopefully life takes many more positive turns soon. Tell you what, we shall do that with the same, because that a lot of that's about Key as well. Yeah, um, let's do that. Let me skip a little bit down. Right, re-Halloween. Yes, I was planning my Halloween display with your bodies. But since we're not using the metric system over here, I didn't know how to build the frames once Will told me your height in centimetres. 
<laughs> Lovely. Um, okay, yeah, quite a few key ones here. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bridge and read the bits that aren't about key. Um, thank you everyone for sending these, and he will he will read these. Uh, little Bobby Briscoe, in all seriousness, I've experienced a lot of loss within my extended family recently, and your words in this recent episode, that's Key's words, resonate profoundly. I feel blessed for people who surround me in all the ways in which this group of listeners and fans have a way of doing. On, not off we go. Let's get better. Uh, the next one up I've got, I believe, trying to read that in one long way, is has a bit of a cold today. <laughs> yes, I do read this one, actually, because this one, this one's this one's good. It says, hey, guys, long time listener, first time caller. Just wanted hey. to write and express my thanks to you for this show. You've kept me great company through a lot of life changes over the last couple of years, including fittingly a move up to Seattle. Wow. Mm. As many others have expressed, Key, it's been it's great to have you back. A big thanks to Steve for being a fantastic fill-in. I hope he can continue to make guest appearances moving forward. As always, great episode, gents. Can't wait for more. That was a freaking good listener mail to read out today of all days, where here you are making a guest appearance moving forward, which is just lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so good. Um, Argle Gargle, great to hear from you. That's about Key as well, so let's... Uh, they have said thanks to you for Steve for doing a terrific job in filling while filling in whilst Key was away, and hope to hear more from Steve and Key in future well, episodes. Um, Independent Cup nine four two two says first time comment here. I wanted to thank you for your hard work on this wonderful podcast. It's a real pleasure to listen to, although I still have a fair way to go before catching up. I've recently started making notes of all the things Will says during the podcast that start with listeners, let us know. My favorite <laughs> to date are listeners, tell us your star sign, please. We'd like to know. And listeners, if you like vinegar, let me know. Keep up the brilliant work. What a love. Someone's doing that. I love that. That's so the, good. The end of season recap. I really hope this person is available to one grill, either me, Key or both of us on how many of those you do. God, and also like to see a definitive list of listeners. Tell us your Oh my Will's... god, if, if someone could ever compile that as a gift when we finish the podcast, which at this rate is probably going to be 10 years from now. I um, think um, alongside my my Facebook page, No Context Fraser, I think I'm going to make No Context Will and it will just be pictures of you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your favourite. Favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Awkward Sleepy. Hi guys, I do think it's important that you know that Rosemary Clooney is not George Clooney's mother. Love having Key back. <laughs> I I I went on Key's knowledge there, so Key's to blame for for that for that little, uh, that little thing. The most um, short listener mail you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Julius Irving. Doctor Julius Irving says, uh, "Hi guys, long time listener, first time redditor." Um, yeah, this is about Key. Really lovely. I'll make sure Key reads this. Uh, the tribute to start of the show is very touchy. Okay, here in regards to this episode, Will. Itself, Will spoke about Home Alone 3, which I've never seen. I look at the Wikipedia page and found a Frasier connection. Of course, yeah, Kevin Kilner's the dad who yep. plays Ross's, uh, Ross's, well, would be father in law if she'd married oh, Rick. Yeah. Rick, um, Rick. Yeah, Rick's dad um, in Ross and the Schnoz. What's that I smell? Probably Japan. <laughs> um, unbelievable line. But thank you, everyone. Some really lovely listener mail. I'll make sure Key gets this slash reads it out next time he's on the podcast next episode will be season five episode 10 where every bloke knows your name cracking episode about pub culture um british pub culture in fact um i think is that one with the dog and the whistle uh is it the i think it's the fox and whistle and you put it out and i will (laughs) 
<laughs> that's the roll out the barrel um so steve all i can say really is thank you so much for filling in lovely to have you back it won't be the last time obviously you'll probably be back soon Brilliant. Um, always. always a pleasure but other than that i've been will and all i have to say to end this is i hate christmas i hate singing and i am actually going to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> and we thank you very much for listening to we're listening Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh my And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs